That was Happily Ever After. <sighs> Can't listen to that too long without feeling like I would very much like to weep and sob and all those grand old synonyms. Jordan Fisher, Angie Keohauer, Happily Ever After from the Magic Kingdom. So, as you can probably guess, this episode is going to be a little bit Disney Parks oriented. That's right, we're dabbling with the free use 30 second clips of music um and i think it's going well i kind of like how that kind of like eases you into the podcast but yes this one is going to be a disney parks episode so welcome 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 to goodbye mellow brick road oh we've got a good one today oof so special i reckon I reckon it's a special one because coming back his second time now on the podcast, he's returning. It is the great Roberto Diaz. Ugh. What is more fun than that? Oh, just the best. Um, so Roberto's here and we are talking about, so he works at Disneyland, Ooh, but he also worked at Disney World when I worked there. And so we're doing a little bit of a crossover event where we're talking um, our our favorite attractions that are exclusive to either park. He's doing Disneyland. I'm doing Disney World because I've never been to Disneyland. Sure would like to go one day on the bucket list. Um, should California remain attached to the continental United States? Um, fingers crossed. Um, and yeah, so that's what we're doing. We're talking. Disney attractions that are unique. So, I mean, does it get better than that? And Roberto is so fun and such a um, delightful presence. Um, he's he's very, he knows a lot. He knows a lot about Disney parks and not just Disney. He knows a lot about everything. But, um, so, but we're focusing on the Disney parks today, um, as you do in this situation. Um, so, yeah, just pulling for everything, man. Um, I personally prefer Ed Markey to Joe Kennedy. Um I just do. So if that's of any interest to a Massachusetts listener, maybe explore that. I think Ed Markey has our interests at heart more than the Kennedy, who is far from the Bobby Kennedy, whose biography I'm currently looking at on my bookshelf. Ooh, I love me some Bobby Kennedy, but Ed Markey is more aligned with my values. He's a, he's great. Um, that's not relevant to Disney parks though. (laughs) parks though um i don't know what do you want from me the parks have been open for like a month now and they said they they said it couldn't be done and many said it shouldn't be done uh but whether or not it could or shouldn't it is all the same um they're closing down a couple attractions though just because they're not popular and they don't want to have more people there than they think is safe i think probably more of a money thing to be honest but um i think the people mover is one of them so make sure we all rally around the people mover once things go back to normal um if they do apparently that's a that's a citation needed kind of statement these days which is not great not what you want but it is all the same roberto though roberto is exactly what you want if you listen if you're listening to this podcast i know i know exactly what you want to hear 
And that's why I'm providing this episode to you today. We're in the home stretch now of Goodbye Mellow Brook Road. In two months, we will have been on... It, season three will have lasted a whole year. Hmm, wow. Uh, beginning all the way back with Roberto's dear, dear friend, Ryan Walsh. Uh, a dear, dear friend of mine as well. Um, doing a Spongebob episode to kick off season three. Look at that, we've almost made it a whole year. And I think the, the episodes that we have to come are going to bring us there. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty exciting. And Roberto, thank you for being here. You're welcome anytime. Um, I'm wishing you the best of luck in your creative endeavors, which I'll, I'll allow you to announce on your own. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a good app. Do it up. Check it out. And I, of course, spell check. Um, spell check. I spell check C-Z-E-C-H. Uh, a lot of rhyming letters there. But H doesn't rhyme with any letters unless you count the 27th letter, Flach, which I just made up. Um, but Roberto, let's, let's go through Roberto's name. R- O, B, E, another R, T, another O, D, I, A, Z. That's eight unique letters in Roberto Diaz. I mean, does it get better? I think not. My name only has D, A, V, I, another D, M, E, L, another L, O, O. So we have the same amount, but that's okay. I have a longer last name than he does, so it all balances out, you know. And Bindi's pregnant, so that's crazy. Um, enjoy the episode, everybody. My, is my audio good? Your audio is crystal clear. Okay, perfect. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, welcome. We're doing it again. We're doing it. We're doing great. Uh, we're it's May twenty twenty that we're recording this, and we have uh making his second appearance. That's right. That's this is number two. The great equalizer. It is Roberto Diaz. Roberto, thank you for being here. Of course, thank you for having me. It's always always great to do this. Great to catch up. I appreciate that. You know, I like. It's a good way to keep in touch with people, especially now when we need to keep in touch with everyone and make sure everyone's staying safe and healthy. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a good way to check in on people and just you know distract yourself from everything. I think you have also come up with a great way, not only to check in with people, but to uh, to give people something um, something to do, something to something some new things to experience. And I I loved the first episode of your um, your YouTube show. Would you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, yeah. So actually, I mean, I got bored, and it's something I've been wanting to do. So I'm finally doing it. Um, I'm calling it LTA or uh, sorry. <laughs> let's talk about um pretty much it's just i mean whatever i want to talk about if i want to talk i mean the first episode was about music um the next episode that i'm filming this weekend is going to be about the entertainment industry and how covid has changed it so you know just pretty much changing it up doing whatever i want to do until i find out how i exactly want that channel to go but you know it's pretty fun it's pretty interesting i'm learning a lot about editing and writing scripts for myself and just stuff like that it's really it's really fun i love it that's it's really great um i enjoyed learning about uh because we talked about music on our previous podcast and so to hear to hear that passion come back in youtube form was delightful um and now this is this is a big week for music there's like there's a new jonas brothers there's a taylor swift documentary there's a harry styles music video coming out this is a big time to be a music fan there is Katy Perry has her comeback song. I'm excited for that. And there's been rumors of a Katy Perry Taylor Swift collab. I heard. 
There, there are, and I hope it's true. Like, I really hope in this in this episode's out that it's true <laughs> and that they actually did collab because I, I would die. It would be it would be incredible for sure. That would be that would blow the roof off of everything. It would make it all worth Hon- it. Honestly, especially right now. Ugh. But we're not we're not here to talk music. We are talking Disney parks. You have such a strong connection to both Walt Disney World and the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. Um, would you, before we get into our topic here of, like, DLR versus WDW, would you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your connections to Disney of it all? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I actually started over in Disney World. I work um, in the Disney College program in 2018, I did quick service at Pecos Bill over in Frontierland. And then in the summer, I did attractions in Animal Kingdom at Tough to Be Bug. So I did my first CP there, and then I did another CP here at Disneyland um, where I was attractions in Toontown, and then now I'm attractions at the Matterhorn. So I've worked at both parks. Um, You know, it's kind of interesting because I've never, before I worked at either park, I never went to a Disney park. Oh. So, yeah, so working there was really my first time ever stepping in to Disney, and then now it's just become such a big part of my life. So um, I'm really, I'm really grateful for taking that leap and doing the college program. Well, that's in- incredible. You must have you seen have you seen the basketball court? Then I have, I have. It's it's very whoa. I I, I went up there whenever I finished my training. We actually signed our names up there. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's very special in my heart. I love that attraction so much. Uh, well, I think that's a good segue into we're talking about these attractions um, from the two like attra- attractions that are exclusive to either resort, um, at least as compared to each other. Um, mm. So that, that that includes rides, that includes shows. Um, I'll kick it off here, and we can alternate, um, and it'll end with you. And on that pitch perfect high note. Um, we're talking roller coasters with the Matterhorn, so I'll keep it going with the roller coaster here at number five. I have Expedition Everest. Um, oh, okay. Exclusive to the Animal Kingdom, uh, obviously, um, and it's it's a it's sort of like a great kind of holdover from that Beastly Kingdom idea with the whole the Yeti uh, being a big part of it. But it's oh, also yeah. it's just like such a it's obviously a fun ride. Like roller coasters are dope, but. I the the when it makes its big drop like the like the big one with all the momentum and speed it just it's just it's like I know it's an adrenaline rush and everyone knows what that is and it's nothing unique but it makes me feel so excited no yeah I love that I remember um the first time I wrote that was actually with Ryan oh and there's a there's a picture on my Instagram of me just being freaked out because I was so scared of roller coasters back then I'm going to your Instagram as we speak. If I can scroll, <laughs> how fast I can scroll. Um, it, it should be... It's not... I mean, I don't post a lot on Instagram anyway. You're not You're not like me right, who's posting every day. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. There's two. It's right. Like, you can't miss it. <laughs> oh, I clicked on Robert Downey Jr. and not Robert... <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wish... I mean, you'd be swimming in the money if you were Robert Downey Jr. Honestly, honestly, right now, finding it. Let's see, let's see. There's, there's Gamora. How long ago was this? It oh, was I see it. Two years ago. I see it. Look at that. 
Yeah, you found it. That's incredible. What a picture. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, I was very, <laughs> I was very scared. It's so, uh, it's a great pose. But that's a great ride. <laughs> it is a great ride. Uh, how do you think it compares to the Matterhorn? Kind of similar, to an extent. Um, they're, they're kind of similar. Uh, they're very different. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely talk about the Matterhorn a little later because it is on my list. Ooh, okay, we'll keep, um, we'll keep the tease going. So, so we'll definitely, yeah, but, um, I do, I do like how, like, the Yeti actually has a name. It does? Um, a lot of people don't know it. Yeah, no, uh, his name's actually Betty. Betty? Betty the Yeti? That's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know yeah. that. So, so ours is named, <laughs> the one in the Matterhorn is named Harold. Well, that doesn't rhyme. Harold and Betty. <laughs> I don't know why. I think there's a reason. I just don't remember. Um, do you think they're ever going to fix that, Yeti? Honestly, I don't. If they didn't do it right now, they're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I worry about the structural integrity of that thing. I don't want to say. Same for the Matterhorn, but <laughs> that is for another time. Well, what do you have as your number five attraction? Uh, so for my number five, I actually have a roller coaster, uh, the Incredicoaster in California Adventure. Ooh. Um, yeah, so it used to be named California Screamin' um, back before they did their whole shift to Pixar Pier. Um, so it's located at Pixar Pier. It used to be called Paradise Pier. Uh, this attraction, it has an overlay based off the Incredibles. And then so... Um, you know, like, like it's the entirety of the Pixar Pier, and I think I feel like it's one of the best rides we have here. You know, it's one of our three rides. It's definitely, um, what's the word? Like, there's a kind of a story. You're just following, um, what are their names? The Pars, Par family. Yeah. As as they're um, chasing Jack Jack, so he doesn't cause havoc around the pier. So it's really fun. Like, it's definitely one of my favorite rides whenever I go to DCA. It's um. I've never, I've never been to Disneyland. To everyone listening, uh, but I've, I've heard of this um, attraction. Uh, I used to know it back in the day, because when it, before it was the Incredicoaster, like you said, they had. I remember um, I was super into the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I always knew that their music played on that ride, which always made sense because they're such Californian musicians. Um, but that was always what I associated with it, and now it's Incredibles. It is. It's very fun. Um... We're definitely going to have to bring you to Disneyland after. Yes. I think it all calms down. That would be dope. I would love to go there. Um, is, was, uh, do you, well, you were there for the uh, the incredible summer at, at Tomorrowland, right? Yes. Yes, I was there for that. <laughs> I got so sick of the Incredibles music and the like the <laughs> paging superhero G, McGee or whatever they would say. I would, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for the incredible summer to be over. <laughs> Oh, some of them were weird. It was so odd. Like, I, did, I distinctly remember the one where, like, the AC was broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded so inappropriate. I was like, why is this playing? And it was all these, like, superheroes that the movie hadn't come out yet. We had no idea who they were. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know who these are. Like, this isn't Frozone. Ugh. Well, the Incredicoaster is definitely... Um, a must do, I would think. Um, it looks fun, and I like I like a good coaster. Um, my number four, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna move it over here to. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move from roller coaster to show, but I'm gonna keep it in Animal Kingdom, and I'm gonna say the Festival of the Lion King, um, which I know. I in my research, I did learn that it's not exclusive to um, to Disney World, but it is not at Disneyland. I believe it's only in so we'll... <laughs> Hong Kong. Okay, so we'll count it. I think it counts because I don't know if I'm ever gonna go to the Hong Kong one after all this. Honestly, we'll never be allowed. Um, <laughs> but the Festival of the Lion King is fan. It's it's so good. It's so good. Um, it's it's like a it's all it's like a half hour long stage show that just puts out like the best songs from the Lion King. But there's these like incredible like orders and musicians and and like puppeteers and there's like acrobats and and the the uh the part when they sing can you feel the love tonight is always very very moving um and i always love to sit in the warthog section for any of you out there gotta love the warthog section i get stuck in the giraffe one a lot and i don't really know what sound a giraffe makes but the warthog one i feel right at home (laughs) i think personally i'm my favorite one's a lion there's a lion section right yeah there is what's the fourth one elephant Elephant, yeah, it's, yeah it <laughs> I like the warthog. That's right. a, that's where they that's where they stick Pumba. Oh yeah, yeah. He always, <laughs> he's always over there. <laughs> I love I love that show a lot. Like anytime I go to Animal Kingdom, it's a must do. It's just for it, me. It's gorgeous. It is. It's it's definitely cemented itself as the best one of the best shows there. Finding Nemo, on the other hand, that's they, like they can take that one. <laughs> Isn't that like like an hour or something? It's so long for no reason. It's not. It's not good. And it's like <laughs> go with the flow. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, stuck in my if head. There's any. If there's any Nemo stands out there, I'm I'm ready. Like bring on the hate because it's awful. <laughs> it's an awful show. I love the Nemo movie and I love the seas, but I, I do not ever have an interest in going back to the Nemo show that lasts 45 to 50 minutes. Honestly, like, I almost walked out. Actually, I feel <laughs> bad for saying that, but <laughs> the only reason they did it is because I felt bad for the actors. They're doing their best, you know, they try. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Festival of the Lion King, definitely a top tier choice. I agree. I agree on that a lot. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's coming in for you at number at number uh, quattro? So number four is our newest daytime parade, which unfortunately never had a chance. It debuted February twenty eighth, I think. It was fourteenth of February, and we closed March fourteenth. Whoa! So it was around for two weeks, but <laughs> it was it, it was great. Honestly, it was really it was really cool. Magic happens is the name of the new parade. Um, Todger Call made the theme song for it, and I think he, um, what is it called? He almost said he did the playlist for it. <laughs> he he just like he like did the soundtrack or whatever. The mix. Um. Yeah, Wait, we'll go with that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he has a theme song for it, and he did the whole like all the music for it. Um. Theme song is available on Spotify if you wish to listen to it. It's literally called Magic Happens. Um, and it has some of the biggest, uh, some of the floats by the biggest Disney movies, like Moana, there's a Frozen float, there's a Sleeping Beauty float. Um, it's a pretty short parade, but I think all the floats are so pretty. 
the one complaint that I have about that is that it's a night. It should have been a nighttime parade because all the floats have lights and like they should have. It just should have been at night. Like especially if you see the Moana float, it's so gorgeous at night. Um, like I, it, it was only lasted for two weeks that I saw it, but it just cemented its way in my heart, and I just love it so much. Well, it sounds incredible. Um, one of the things I've always been really jealous of Disneyland is that they have regular appearances of Moana, and oh, we do, yes, <laughs> not just at parties. <laughs> um, but that parade, I love a good, I love a good nighttime parade. Like I don't know why Orlando is so against it. I know, and I don't know why we're against it either. We've had the Main Street Electrical Parade forever, which is awful. <laughs> like, this one should have been a, day, a nighttime parade, but it's daytime for now. Hopefully they change it by the time we go back. It's like... But, I mean, there's no reason not to do it, unless they just want to keep pumping out those, like, the the move-it-shake-it type things where it's just a time filler. I, we don't even have that. Like, I, we don't have anything like that. I think that's why they do it in Orlando. They do, like, the Move It, Shake It, so that way they're like, oh, we can't do a nighttime parade because by the time Move It, Shake It leaves, there's no time to do it. It's like, yeah. just, just don't do Move <laughs> do. It, Shake It, then. Honestly, I don't know why they do but it's for the kids, so I get it. Yeah, give it for the kids <laughs> who always pick Can't Stop the Feeling instead of Try Everything. The worst choice. I the Shakira needed more recognition and that's that. Those are always the best days when I'd be out there, and they'd, they'd say, well, the winner is Shakira. I'd be like, oh, fuck you, finally. <laughs> oh, thank God we don't have to hear Timberlake again. Um, but yeah, it's a good pick. I, it sounds like a dope parade. Uh, hopefully it'll ever happen again. Um, I hope so. Uh, I'm going to vary a little bit here with my number three. It's not quite a parade. It is Spaceship Earth. Um we have a lot. We have, we have some wiggle room here at Disney World because we have twice the amount of parks um, down in Orlando. Uh, but I love Spaceship Earth. Um, this may not open until I'm in my thirties again because of all the renovations they're planning to do. Um, and it's a really I love this. The first time I ever went to Epcot, it's the first ride we went on, and I was just kind of I was blown away by it. I love history of the world, history of time type like things like that and so it was super cool i loved the narration from uh dame judy dench i've never heard the jeremy irons version so don't come at me iron stands um but but the, the judy dench version is great i love i love the line about thanking the phoenicians um i love the the music that plays in it. i have the instrumental track in my music library i just love to hear that like the renaissance music and the cool like uh, sort of like when they're hunting the woolly mammoth music and then like the extra extra when they get to the industrial revolution um i love the smells like rome is burning i have rome is burning candles and i stick them in my closet so it's so my clothes smell like it because it smells amazing uh yeah i just love spaceship earth it's it's a must every time i go there i remember one time i was getting a somebody was picking me up from epcot and so I was heading out on my way out of epcot to get picked up and they're like oh we're about 10 minutes away and i looked at the spaceship earth and there was no wait for it and i was like you know what i got 10 minutes to kill i'm just gonna go on spaceship earth and i'm glad i did it every day <laughs> yeah so um i like spaceship earth i haven't been on it that much uh unfortunately i feel like i haven't appreciated it as much as others do because it's definitely a unique ride i do like it a lot um I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do with the with the refurb 
Because it's going to be down for a while, isn't it? I think they're saying like two years of renovations. Yeah, so it's going to be down for ever, pretty much. <laughs> well, especially like so, uh, the track has to be fixed. The constant whirring is annoying. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm definitely like excited to see what they're going to do, how exactly they're going to change it. Hopefully it's not too much for the ones who do love it. Um, <laughs> just because I know, I know how it feels to see a ride change a little and it just ruins everything for you. So hopefully it doesn't change too much. And if it does, hopefully it's all good. Who would your dream narrator be if they replaced the narrator? Oh, that's a good question. I'll let you go first because i got to think about that one. My dream narrator is Saoirse Ronan. Uh... I love her with all my heart, and I think I think we're due for an Irish accent this time around. She would be perfect. She has no connection to Disney that I know of, so I don't know why it would happen. And they probably they're probably going to pick like I don't know, like Josh Gad or something. But I would love it to be Saoirse Ronan. Oh, can you imagine a watch for that whole ride? <laughs> I would be surprised. Josh Gad says yes to everything that Disney offers. Oh, that's true. Him or I've heard a lot of stuff. Him and NPH, they always are like, mm-hmm. yes. Or John Stamos, he'll be like, Disney, I'll do it. <laughs> I think it's a little unconventional, but I think I would pick Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ooh, I like that. He would, just to see what he would do with it. I like that pick. That's a good one. I'd be down yeah, for that. I like him a lot. <laughs> uh, well, that would be dope. Um... What is your next attraction for the Disneyland of the West? So my next one is um, back in DCA. Uh, it's in Pixar Pier again. Um, this attraction is one of my favorites. It's one of, I think it's one of the only two of its kind in the world. It's called the Pixar Power Round. Ooh. Basically, it's a big Ferris wheel. Um, the thing with it is that half of the gondolas are stationary, so they don't move at all. Uh, the other half will swing for the entire ride. Wow. Yeah, so it's really fun. It, had, it adds a little bit of excitement to just the standard Ferris wheel. Um, I always love taking people on it on the swinging side for the first time because most people are just like absolutely terrified of it <laughs> and they will not go on it. And like I get it, it's a little scary, but it just it's really fun. Like it's a it's a way to just see. It, it gives you good views of DCA. Um, you'll see some of the attractions in Disneyland as well. I don't know, it's just fun. It's fun to be inside there and have it swinging. I think that would be... I I knew they had a Ferris wheel because I was always like, man, it's kind of weird that Disney has a Ferris wheel. Like, I don't usually associate the two. So it always stuck out to me whenever I'd watch, like, the vacation planning DVDs as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. But I would... I that would be a, I think that would be really cool. I love a good... I love a good ride that, like... It's kind of chill and kind of gives you like good views, and you can just like sit back and like look around. So this would be that would be a dope ride. I remember back it used to be called like like the Sun Wheel or something like that. And yeah, it was it was the Sun Wheel, and then it became Mickey's Fun Wheel, and then it's now Pixar Pal Round. I like the Pixar Pal Round. That's a that's a fun name. That's a fun thing to say. I like the way that sounds. Pixar Pal. Yeah, one of my roommates he used to work at that attraction before um, he transferred to another role. So I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoy going there. It's also like, uh, this is a good one to pick to be exclusive to Disneyland because there is no Ferris wheel in Orlando. Unless, well, there is a Ferris wheel in Orlando, but there is not one at Disney. 
and it makes it... Oh, you're right. It's the one over by Universal, right? Yeah, it's uh, Old Town, I think. The Old Town Ferris wheel. Yeah, I, I always wanted to go on it, but I never did. It's super... Like, it's, like, massive. I remember... I'd always see it on the way to Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I miss going to Walmart. That's stupid. But... <laughs> it is... The things we miss are really dumb, aren't they? Like, like I, I remember I'd go to Walmart and I'd have, like... Like, six grocery bags. I'm carrying them by myself. My hands are killing me. There's no room for them on the bus. And I just, like... I was like, ah, this is horrible. And now I'm over here like, oh, I wish I could do that again. I'd give anything to do that again. That was awful. I think I would... One time I had, like, a, a laundry basket. And I just put everything in there. <laughs> that's, that's smart. <laughs> Ugh. My hands hurt. Yeah, I, it does. It's like... It's like you think... Like, when you're getting groceries, you're like, oh, I can handle this. And then suddenly you've got to take a bus ride back to no man's land and you're like oh this is horrible <laughs> so what did you pick for your number two my number two is i think you're gonna have a lot to say about this one because um it's something we've we have shared this before um we've shared this experience uh it, it's happily ever after uh, oh god i love happily ever after so much Yes. I can't listen to it without crying. Um, I, I far be it for me to ever try watching it on YouTube. That's gonna be I could never attempt that. Um, <laughs> that's not a good idea. Um, but it's just I liked Wishes. I was a big Wishes fan, but I I really I don't. And maybe you're a Wishes fan, and I'm sorry if you are, but I think Happily Ever After just blows Wishes out of the water. The the visuals are are just incredible and the music is like deep cuts but also like instrumental versions of the most popular ones and like they all come together and it's perfect and there's still tinkerbell and there's this there's just then the go to the distance ending and jordan fisher has a great voice ah the whole thing is just beautiful i love it so much the tangled part alone is worth the price of admission uh this is one of my favorite uh nighttime shows like i watched it the other day on youtube and i think it took me 30 seconds before I was crying. <laughs> it was just so... I, literally, the first note hit, and I was like, oh, I feel it. Oh, uh, I can no, hear it's, it. It's, it's definitely one of my favorite shows. Um, I like that they have Hunchback. Like that, He's, ne- he's never in anything. They got Hunchback and, and Brave and... Tarzan. Tarz- Tarzan is, like, featured twice. <laughs> Oh, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just, wow, it blows me away. I think they have something for Princess and the Frog, right? Tiana kicks off the whole thing. She comes and sings her prologue. Yes, uh, like, it just, everything meshes so well. And I've had this argument with people from Disneyland, because, like, my friends will argue that Disneyland Forever is better, and I'm like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> Happily Ever After is just so much more special. Happily Ever, like... I remember seeing a lot of people upset that Wishes was leaving and they were like, Oh, it was, it's what I listened to during my college program. And I can, I can fully empathize with those people because if they ever got rid of happily ever after, I would probably have a mental breakdown. They're like, no, you can't. I heard that every night during the best year of my life. You can't take that away. No. See, I'm kind of envious because y'all got to hear it so much more than I did. I hardly got to hear it. I always, yeah, I always forget that we, like, because we just worked outside. Like, we were, like, the one, the people that would hear it. And I always forget that, like, not everyone had that. <laughs> like, I can literally 
have a different memory in each land of the park hearing that and watching it from different angles. I remember, I forgot what it was, but we were, I was at Pecos and we went backstage. I think we were on break and we just went to watch it for a little bit. I forget what the reason was, but it was, it was nice. I, I liked seeing that with some of my coworkers. It was a real nice touch. It's really, it's a cool way to do it, I think. Um, I remember there was one time, I think it was the night my parents were coming down to visit in like March and uh, I was going to go meet them. They were going to pick me up from West Clock and I went to go meet them and they stopped the buses and I was like, I got to get on the bus. I got to go meet my parents. And they're like, no, no buses. And I was like, why? And they're like, the fireworks. And I was like, well, that's a good reason. So I just stood there underneath the, the entrance of the utilidors and I just watched the fireworks from like directly above me and it was super loud, but it was really cool. Good you know, I've, I've never cried to a show as much as I've cried to Happily Ever After, especially with people. Like, there were so many goodbyes that... Oh, my God. <laughs> I did for that show. It just... It was so bad, but I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I remember so many horrible... Like, you were there that night when we, we were all leaving, and it was our last time yeah. Ever After. just so much <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> There was only tears, and I, I didn't really know anybody but, like, Ryan and Jen, so <laughs> it was kind of awkward, but I have those pictures. They're on my phone. I'll send them to you after all this. That would be amazing. I remember that night. I was holding, I don't even know whose hand I was holding, but I was just holding it and crying. <laughs> <laughs> then we just started hugging everyone, and then we all, like, went on the Space Mountain. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, we did go on Space Mountain. These are great. Fun night. Great I remember my fi- my final night in July. I invited some friends with me. So I was like, I don't want to cry. Like, just be with me. And then my coworkers were there. So as soon as the show ended, we're all in tears. <laughs> <laughs> it was just awful. It oh. was my last night at Magic Kingdom, and I was leave. I was driving home the next day, so I was so emotional. Did you ever cry so much as your last month at on the DCP? <laughs> I-, I think I started in. May when Ryan was leaving oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that it was just like a constant goodbye like, <laughs> session. It was it was so bad. God, those were the rawest emotions we ever had. <laughs> oh wow. Honestly. Well, happily ever after is fantastic. Um what's your what's your runner up? My runner up is the DCA California Adventures nighttime show. World of Color. Ooh. Tell so me all the about show it. Used, so it uses almost 1,200 uh, fountains, and then it combines with lights, lasers, and fires to make uh, a very unique show. Uh, you've seen Fantasmic, right? I have. Obviously. Okay, so like the water screens that they use to project, it's basically that times 100. Whoa. So it's the whole, like, the whole Paradise Bay. It's, it's huge. Um, they use a lot of the popular, um, popular PZ is Bug Life, too. Bug Life's there. I think one of the older movies that I can never remember, Fantasia, maybe? Ooh. I think it's featured. Pocahontas is featured. Um, Wally's in it. They play that really sad song from Up. That makes oh. me cry. Oh, <laughs> No. It just it, it's definitely a great show, and then there's a pirates part that is um, a lot of people. It's their favorite part. There's just a bunch of fire, 
in the Bay. Um, and then they have their own theme song for it. It's, it's just a very good show. Um, everything combines together to make an incredible show. And then they even use um, pieces of Pixar Pier um, to help with that show. So it's a lot of fun. They have, uh, they have a version for the holidays, and they have a version for the Halloween parties that they're doing over in California Adventure. Although I heard the Halloween version wasn't that good. So they have a Christmas version? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Whoa. Oh my god. I never saw it. I never went to see it. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than Christmas at Disney World or Disneyland. And that sounds amazing. I know. I, I wish I went to Disney World for Christmas, honestly. Like, they had so many overlays for this past Christmas party, and I'm so jealous. I know. The, it looked so dope. I. We. We were only. I was only able to go to the Halloween party, which I know only able to go. I say in quotes as people, as some people never go their entire lives. But still, you know, I would like <laughs> to see the Christmas decorations. They make me happy. Um, but World of Color, I've heard so much about this. Uh, I've I know like all this like I know I knew the ups the up song and 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 Bugs Life is as a big part. I've never actually watched it on YouTube though. I'm waiting until I go to see it in person. No, definitely wait. We will see it together. Yes. <laughs> because it's so good. Um, I remember when I started my CP last year. Oh, God. It was last year. Um, <laughs> it was down for refurb. And so it was... They, people thought it was going to come back because they had messed up a very important part of the electrical system uh, by accident, so like we we thought that that show was gone forever, but luckily they they brought it back, and it's still still around. Hopefully, it will be around after the pandemic is over. Hopefully, that would be really sad if that was a casualty. We don't need that to go too. That's preventable. Honestly, honestly, yes, I cannot wait to see World of Color. Would you do? Do you have do, if you were able if you had to choose between World of Color and Happily Ever After? Could you? Oh, absolutely. Happily Ever After. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world of color is good. It's very good, but I would pick Happily Ever After in a heartbeat. Well, I wonder if you'll pick this one in a heartbeat. I don't know. I know this this one, uh, this is a ride that I feel like it's not one that people either love or they hate. It's one that people either love or they are indifferent about. My number one here. Um, it's something that I really love. I have the poster for it on my wall. It's uh, my favorite ride of any Disney ride ever. Um, it's I I'm obsessed with it. I go on it as many times as I can, um, without trying to annoy people I'm with. Um, I have the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. It it makes me so happy. It's so relaxing. I love the narration. I love the views of the park. I like going in the dark on Space Mountain. I like just going around. I like just taking a tour. Like that's just it's super fun. I love that whole aspect of it, and you can see people and see the rides and go inside buzz and it's just i don't i love the whole concept of it i wish there was one that went around the whole park i guess that's kind of what the railroad does but you know what i mean i would like a people mover for the whole thing i love it so much i could spend hours if if the ride was an hour long i'd still ride it it's fantastic that was not the direction i was (laughs) was thinking you were gonna go (laughs) i I really thought you were gonna say flight of passage uh i like flight of passage but i'm not crazy about it like i'm not like a super fan I, I like People Mover a lot. Um, I really like when Space Mountain's down and you can see it with the lights on. That's always my favorite part. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, it's a very relaxing ride. Um, you can just sit there, see everything. It's really fun. Yeah. 
Um, I would, I would definitely like it's. I would go on it a lot. <laughs> My but, friends usually always love it, so I'm always down. I'm like, yeah, it's a cool ride. I enjoy it. There was one time. Uh, I, that Space Mountain was uh, down for it. And I got so excited. I was like, oh my god, I've never seen this before. So I went, instead of just enjoying the moment like I should have, I got super excited, took out my phone, and tried to take pictures of it. And I have such a terrible iPhone battery. It's at like 44 health. I And I, I, as soon as I went to take a picture of it, my whole battery died. I got no picture. And then and then before, when, as soon as I sat back down, we were out of it. I was like, ah, I should have I should have just stayed in the moment instead of taking my phone out. I, that's, how I learned, that's how you learn your lesson, though. No, it's it's definitely. <laughs> have you gotten a picture of it since or no? Uh, I have not gotten. I have seen it since. I have not gotten a picture of it because when I saw it, I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy it. Because last time I learned my lesson, so I just I sat there <laughs> and I just stared at it. And I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah, I think we used to have people over here in Disneyland a long time ago. Um, I think they took it away because there was like structural things, like structural. I don't know. But they never fixed it, and people are really salty about it. Like, a lot of people want it back here. Well, that's what I'm worried about, is that... So, I think there's a lawsuit against it now. Somebody, like, when they got... When the two the two trains on it collided, and now the, one of the people who is suing for damages, I'm like, you leave her alone! Don't touch her! <laughs> like, how hard can you really be, though? Honestly, like, like, just suck it up and let us have our ride. <laughs> like, People Mover doesn't really go, like too fast no because maybe like what like six miles an hour yeah it's like a it's like maybe a quick walk pace people it's are just like wilder a roller coaster just slamming together yeah that would be a little different because i'd probably really hurt if that happened on like rock and roller coaster or something and collided yeah no i would understand that but people <laughs> yeah you're gonna sue over that like people need to on. chill i'm worried we got to protect that Honestly. little baby um but what is your? I, I have a feeling that I know what your number one is, but I would love to hear you announce it with pride. Well, yeah, I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, and we haven't talked about it yet. So <laughs> my number one is very biased for reasons I'll go into. The Matterhorn bobsleds are my number one pick for my favorite attraction, favorite unique attraction here at Disneyland Resort. Yes. So I picked it. Um, obviously because I love it, but mostly because this is the attraction that I actually know and operate. Um, I miss it so much. I miss just doing regular stuff, grouping people, loading people. Um, she has a special place in my heart. I just, I love her so much. It, the attraction's 60 years old. Whoa. So it, it, it opened pretty recent, like pretty shortly after the actual park opened. So the park opened in 55, Matterhorn opened in 59. So it's very old. Um, Older than me. <laughs> honestly, I don't want to be that old. <laughs> never. We could never. Uh, so, the, uh, so the attraction actually has two tracks. So the left side here, it's the faster side. It has more drops. It's bumpier. It's a lot rougher. Um, the right side's more tame. It's a lot slower. Um, there's not as many thrills on that side. Uh, so personally, it's all, it's all down to personal preference. I love left side. I will always go on it. I think right side's a little boring. But, I mean, it's all to you. Like, if you want a slower one, I always recommend to go to the right side. If you want 
a more thorough right, go to the left. Imagine being a right sider. Imagine being a right sider. Oh, honestly, it's like people are, and they live by it, and I'm like, you have fun, like, not, that's not me, sister. Um, so Matterhorn is featured on episode one of the Imaginary Story, only on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I like the plug. <laughs> yeah. Please sponsor us, Disney, after, after you get money. <laughs> are you, uh, uh... So, like... Are you are in we, that clip? Am I what? Can we see you in the background of that episode? No, they filmed it before I knew it. But there's some people that I know um, that you can see. Um, some of my leads Ooh. are they're, they're they're coordinators in the world. They're called leads here. That's fun. Um, so this is uh, if you watch the episode, is the only place you're probably ever going to see the basketball court that we talked about. Um, it's we call it the fifth floor. Um, that's where it's at. Uh, it's a classic ride, only here, so that definitely gives it my number one spot. I just, I love it so much. Would you say that it's your favorite ride, like, of all the rides? Probably. I, I love it a lot, but Flight of Passage and Rise of the Resistance definitely are clashing for my number one mm. at this moment. You, you've, you've done the Rise of the Resistance? Oh, I've done it. How many times? I think I've gone on it seven times. Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah, I. It's so I love it every time. It's so good. I I can't wait for like everybody who hasn't gone on it to go on it. I love taking people there for the first time because, um, everyone always reacts very well to it. They always love it. So it's it's a very good ride. I think it would be super cool to see, but I have to say, like, if it was like between the Star Wars and Matterhorn. I would honestly like I I feel like if I ever went to Disneyland I'd be looking forward to the Matterhorn more just cuz it's such a mm. it's such a staple. It's like the first thing I thought of when I thought of a unique Disneyland ride is the Matterhorn. That is the quintessential one. I would love to that would be such a cool experience like such a classic ride. Well, like, as you approach Disneyland cuz like Disneyland's it's not like Disney World where everything's secluded. Um, Disneyland's like literally next to a highway. Um, but as you're driving towards it, like that's one of the rides that you'd see first is a Matterhorn. That's incredible. So, so it's, it's definitely one of my favorites. I love it so much. And it's where like Walt walked, right? I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's in the Disney Plus thing. I think he wrote it. There we go. That's like he never wrote anything at Disney World. The chump. <laughs> oh. How dare he! Well, this has been incredible. Um, there's so many, and like we we talked about ten attractions here, but there's so there's so many more out there. I remember when I was doing my research, it says there's 94 attractions just at Disney World alone. So this there's so much more than just these ten, but these ten are obviously. The, I mean, they're the best. They're, this is fantastic. And yeah, that's, that's our must-do. If you ever go to Disney World or Disneyland, you have to do this. Yes. Do not do anything else before you get on the People Mover. That's <laughs> priority number one. Absolutely. Well, Roberto... And it's not... What were you going to say? I was going to say, it's like never a long wait either. Yeah, you can get... Sometimes there was one time I remember the guy was like, "Do you want to go again?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, brother! Let's do it." 
but Roberto, thank thank you for being here. Thank you for pitching this topic idea. It was so much fun to remember these rides and these memories and, and to share the experience of Disney even while the parks are closed. Of course, of course, anytime. I love talking about anything Disney. So, you know, I, I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs>